Hello, I'm Alexia, and let me help you to take the fear out of birth with a mix of real-life positive birth stories and birthing experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing techniques for getting into the fearless birthing mindset. And join the Fearless Mumship community for bonus podcast episodes, access to free birth preparation downloads, and loads more stuff to help you to prepare for a positive birth. Join today at fearfreechildbirth.com. Hello and welcome back to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. This is me, your host, Alexia Leachman. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, on today's show, I'm going to be talking about a very delicate but important subject, which is about survivors who go on to give birth, uh, those with PTSD, those who have experienced birth trauma, all that kind of stuff. And to help me, I'm going to be talking to Susanna Grant all about it. This is her work. This is how she works with people. But it is also her journey too. So it's a very, very important conversation. I know that this affects a lot of women out there. I get a lot of emails from you, uh, from many listeners, asking for more information about this very important subject. So that is what today's interview is all about. But I have got some news, some updates to share with you before we dive into that chat. The first thing I want to do is actually just share a little personal win that I've had and it's really down to you all listening as well. Something quite incredible happened to me this weekend. I found out via Twitter that the podcast and all the work that I do was mentioned at the Mama Maternity Conference that took place in Scotland this weekend, last weekend, and um, the podcast was mentioned alongside the likes of Mumsnet and the positive birth movement in the wave of new media that is helping to shape different portrayals of birth among women. Because obviously you will know that I've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet about traditional media, about the stuff we see on TV, the headlines, it's all very scary and how that really does induce fear in women. And actually it's up to us, the sort of new media, the rebels, whatever it is you want to talk about, you know, the people that are really, the mothers out there that are want to shape the conversation around birth and get it out there that it doesn't have to be this scary thing that can be positive. So to be named alongside positive birth movement and mum's net as being, you know, instrumental in changing the way that birth is portrayed is really, well, I was absolutely chuffed. I want to give a big shout out to Laura Godfrey Isaacs, who mentioned me during her presentation at the Mama Conference. I'm not sure if you're listening, Laura, but I would love to give you a big virtual hug and a thank you um, for recognising what is happening here from my little room here in Nottingham in the UK. It's incredible to think that I do this here and it's reaching women all over the world. And I get some lovely emails from women from you telling me about your wonderful birth story. So please keep them coming. I had a lovely email from Jennifer who was just telling me all about her amazing birth experience and how it was without pain, how it was magical, how it was beautiful and how everything that she's listened to on the podcast has helped her to prepare for that incredible birth. So you see, just listening to the podcast can help you to have that positive birth experience. So dive in, listen to the positive birth stories, listen to the birth experts, just get your mitts around it so that you can change the way that you feel and think about birth. It doesn't have to be this big, scary, ugly thing. So anyway, that's enough of that. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I'm just so excited about being named like that. I'm just really so excited. And then the other thing I just want to share is there's going to be a pregnancy challenge coming soon. So if you are pregnant, if you need help preparing, planning for your birth, then I'm going to be running a challenge very soon. And it's all going to be happening in the Fear Free Childbirth Facebook group. So you need to be in the Facebook group to get all the details. So to get in the Facebook group, just go to the Fear Free Childbirth Facebook page. There's a big banner up there. 
then it says it gives you the link you just jump on the link and then you can get you you wait for your invite to be accepted so come and find us in the facebook group there's some great conversations happening lots of support in there from the birth uh, professionals that we've got in the group and also lots of mamas who've had brilliant birth experiences that are also happy to share their own experiences and how they overcame their challenges so if you've got if you want support if you want to speak about birth and your concerns and your fears in a safe space uh, and surrounded by people that care and that want to help you get over this, then do come and join us in the Fear Free Childbirth Facebook group. Okay, enough of all that. Now on to today's show. So as I mentioned earlier, today I'm going to be talking to Susanna Grant all about how we can help survivors of abuse and those women with PTSD, birth trauma. And also that includes things like, you know, repeated miscarriages, uh, baby loss, all that kind of stuff as well, that can help them to have the strength to face their own pregnancy and birth experiences. So I hope that you find a lot of value listening to Susanna Grant talking all about this very important work. Well, hello, Susanna. Welcome to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Now, um, today we're going to be talking about a subject I think probably doesn't get talked about enough, but certainly deserves to have a bit more light shining on it. And I'm so grateful for Susanna for joining me on the show to talk about the impact that personal abuse, sexual abuse or abuse of any kind can have on your pregnancy journey, on birth and on any aspect around birth whatsoever. So thank you very much for coming on the show and talking about this subject. Now, just before we start, I'd love if you could just introduce yourself and just tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are and why you're doing the work that you do. Of course, that's no problem. Um, Well, like you already said, my name is Susanna. Uh, I'm an international hypnobirthing and healing coach. And as you can hear by my accent, I'm not from the UK originally. Uh, I'm Dutch and I currently live in Scotland with my lovely husband and our little girl, Hannah, who just turned two and a half this month. Um, Like I said, I I teach hypnobirthing. I have an online course and I do it so far in 10 countries worldwide. And I also work um, after birth with those who experience an, a negative birth experience and my main specialty is PTSD birth trauma and body issues so that's a very short summary of what <laughs> I do of course <laughs> so how did you come to do the work in birth so I think I find with a lot of people I talk to when it comes to doing birth it's always a really powerful why that draws us into working in this field and I'm just curious as to what your why might yeah, be yeah I, I think we can agree on that one uh, here too yeah as um well, if people know me, they, they know I've always been open about my past. I've been, I was diagnosed with PTSD on the age of 17 after quite an uh, eventful uh, youth, so to say, um, with the things that happened that left me um, just traumatized. And then, yeah, even at that young age, I just didn't know how to deal with it. So I did go into to therapy and that first therapist, you know, they tried to help, but they didn't really know. And they, they sent me home saying, well, we tried our best. Well, we can't help you. No, I tried the second one, and that one was good, but it was more like an you know, in, intellectual uh, uh, you know, discussion of the brains, not actual you know, helping uh, with the problem I was, problems I was experiencing. The third one was really good. The fourth one, not so much. And at that time, it's now 10 years later, and I was kind of fed up. You know, if we can, and my thought was, if we can fly to Mars, then why can't I heal my PTSD? Mm. You know, like in, in the balance of things. So I decided to look into it and, and dis- discover more and find more and more resources. And it turned out that you can find closure on wounds 
that are left uh, open, um, but not by ignoring them and you know, trying to make sense out of nonsense, as I always say. Well, before uh, a couple of years ago, well, as you may expect, since I have a little daughter, I also had a pregnancy. And uh, during my pregnancy, you know, my PTSD came up again because, well, let's face it, with what happened in the past, it's, it's been always been difficult for me to trust people. Mm. And, well, I was in a new country. I do speak English, of course, as you can hear. Um, but yeah, it was all things were were different. The system is different. The, the maternity care is different, and it wasn't like in a bad way different. It was just different, and you need to trust people. And I just noticed during my pregnancy how all the emotions, old wounds, started to play up again. And well, luckily, you know, I, I'm open about my past, and I had a midwife who was supportive and just you know made sure I was taken care of, and that people you know just unexpectedly touched me or those kind of things for me was just mm. no <laughs> thank you but no uh, and after I gave birth which was a lovely birth here at the, at the hospital uh, I used the hypnobirthing techniques to, to help me you know work through what I uh, I was doing and it also taught me on how to talk to you know the medical staff and the midwives to get most out of my experience and that all combined was such a powerful experience. I decided to train as a as a hypnobirthing teacher, and because of my own past, I, I just now focused on ladies who experienced either abuse in their past or had a miscarriage, stillbirth, just prior negative experience that can either influence the pregnancy or birth. Because you know, and if you know my website, it says because everyone deserves a positive birth experience. I absolutely believe that everyone deserves a positive birth experience either by you know going right in and having it or finding closure afterwards because there are techniques that well, I'm trained to do that we can so yeah as I described you can you can't we can't change what happened in the past of course because that's the way it is but we can change how you feel about it mm. and a negative experience can therefore be transformed into a feeling of a positive experience. So if you don't mind me asking, I mean, you, you, you know, we, you, you sort of spoke very quickly about your pregnancy experience. Would you mind sort of talking a little bit more about your pregnancy experience and how that may have brought up for you um, things that were related to your previous experiences, your abuse, whatever you went through, um, just so that women listening can have a more, bit more understanding about what, what that meant to you? Now, for, for me, it was the, the weirdest thing, because, of course, you know, pregnancy is about nine, ten months if you, if you go full term. And for me, it was like you, you went back all the way in time. So the first month was around the age that I was, the, the, the first years. And I experienced you know, all the emotions, all the thoughts, all the, the feelings, the, this, even you know, the flus and stuff that I had. And then the next month, I would go further back in time, a few, few years before, relive the same thing. And until going full term, I went all the way back in time for even with memories coming up from like primary school and like the flu that I had and just just everything was brought to the surface. I don't know what's normal, you know. It was, yeah. it was my first first child, so I did say that to the midwife. You know, what's going on? Is that normal? Is that yeah? <laughs> you tell me. What, what am I meant to do here? So we did have a conversation at that time to go back into counseling, but for me, it didn't feel like you know the right thing to do because it felt like I was you know pulling more things to the surface. Mm. And at that time, I just didn't feel right. So I went the, the fourth therapist I ma- mentioned earlier. That was the one I saw after uh, the pregnancy. 
But yeah, for me, that, that was such an intense period. And most of the people that, you know, around me that most of them didn't have any children. And the ones that have didn't have the prior experience that I had. So bringing that up, that, oh, by the way, did you <laughs> feel all those? Uh, yeah, they just didn't have that. No. So did you find did you find people that could support you through that beyond the midwife? Or were you did you were you very much alone going through those experiences? No, for, for me it was it was a journey just that I had you know with, with, well we weren't married then but my 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 partner and uh, the midwife that, that supported me yeah. and for me as a person at that time that felt like enough. Yeah. But hindsight, I could have maybe <laughs> used some additional support, but hey, yeah. you learn and grow, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what kind of support do you think, looking back, you would have appreciated? I think people that understand what you're going through, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing these podcasts, that, that women know that there is someone out there who can support them and then can just talk to because it's kind of, you know, you... You come to a midwife appointment and you have to share all those things that happen to you. Not everyone necessarily knows how to deal with it mm. <laughs> or knows how to respond to it or you know, is trained because I don't know if midwives get trained on how to deal with, with sexual abuse victims. So the midwife that, that I saw the first time, she was like, uh, I think she was like the longest on staff or like the head midwife or, so, or how you call it. And she just went my primary caregiver. So I saw her for like six months until she got promoted. <laughs> that was a bit of a downer. Her replacement was, as I always phrase it, not for me. Um, mainly because um, as she was talking to me, I, I believe I speak English very well. I could not understand her. <laughs> so I told her, you know, come on, English is my second language. If you want me to understand you, you need to... I don't know, speak up or repeat it or whatever. But I'm not following you. And if you are meant to be taking care of me and I'm not understanding you, this is not going to work. So she looked at my husband to translate. Is this Was this when you were living in Scotland? Yeah, yeah. So she probably had a really strong Scottish accent, I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't think I would have understood My husband is Scottish too, and I can <laughs> understand him. So I'm not sure what the accent was, but it, no, it was not for me. And we, we never saw her again because I told the other midwives, you know, if she shows up at my birth, she's out. Mm. It's just for me, that was such a you know blow in the face to go from someone who understands so well on how mm. I was doing, what I was going through, what was the support that I needed to someone who wasn't even willing to repeat what she says because I can't understand her. Mm. No, no, <laughs> we're not we're not doing this. And yeah, well, maybe that's also a bit of the Dutchness in me that I, I say, you know, this is my boundary and that's how far you go. Good for you. Uh, yeah, but I do notice a lot of women, especially in pregnancy, it's kind of like they, we are expected, so to say, to give your power away. Mm. As in, you know, you just do what you're told. Mm. And especially if you have a past of someone who's, if you're talking about child molesting or um, like rape or that kind of situation, you know, just being told what to do sheds a whole different light on things. Mm. If you place that suddenly in, in something as personal as being pregnant and, and giving birth, because it is a very personal experience. I'm not sure if you know the, the work of Penny Simkins. She has, she has a book on uh, when survivors give birth. And she also explains in there, she says, if, if you're working with a pregnant woman during 
during labor and the birthing process and you just tell them, oh, just relax. If she's been told that in a prior situation that was negative for her, that can trigger a whole range of other, you know, freeze flight fight response kind of behavior. Now you shut down because, mm-hmm. well, your body is meant to keep you safe, of course. And yeah, labor suddenly stalls. Yeah. So it's so important you know, to understand the whole process and being able to, you know, work together with your care provider so you can get that positive experience. So since your own pregnancy experience and now that you're working, you're choosing to focus your work in this area, are you aware of other areas of support that women can access to get the support that they might need? If Well, I know there are a lot of um, uh, Facebook groups available on this topic and either locally and there's also like the, the Birth Trauma Association and so... For me, the best thing is always to start, of course, with your midwife. If you're, if you have something that comes up, and some sometimes things even come up that you just, you know, always suppressed, and now suddenly is, you know, surfacing. Because you know, if the midwives, they are the, your main care provider, and they are there at the day itself. The only way they can help you to the best of their knowledge is if you provide them with that knowledge. Yeah. So, and of course, there are enough, you know, therapists or counselors, like the sessions, the healing work that I do, of course, there is enough to, to yeah, support women. But you do need to, you know, speak up and reach out because it's not going to flow your way, unfortunately. So I'd love to know how your birth unfolded. Would you be OK sharing your birth story so that my actual birth? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told that before. Oh, really? Are you OK um, sharing that? Yeah, that's fine. I'm just I need to think. How did it go? It's been a while. <laughs> Like well, when, the, when the waters kicked off or like that moment that you realized that labor had kicked off. No, like... no, the labor of my waters went like almost at the end. So the, and then okay. they need to skip a huge bit. <laughs> that was kind of funny because um, we always said we would give birth on the 15th of May. Mm. It's just we both felt like, no, that's the, that's the day it's going to be. So um, they uh, changed the, 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 after the second scan, my due date, to uh, I think the 23rd of May. And we already told them, you're wrong, it's going to be the 15th of May. So I think the day before they dropped off my, my home birth kit, because I was you know aiming to have a, a home birth. And uh, I was like, oh, well, right on time, because you know, tomorrow I'm going to give birth. I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. So, well, you can guess what day I gave birth the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was quite intense, a bit more than I was hoping for, but it was still, you know, fine uh, with, the, with the process. And the, the midwives that they sent to my home, they did know of the, the work you know that one of because uh, you get two uh, midwives when you do a home birth and the second one has also been on the home visit and she replaced that you know that midwife that I couldn't talk with oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was really good and she, she respected my boundaries and, and no one because I wanted them out of the room just because I didn't want to be triggered whatsoever mm. and um, the most funny thing was is that um, I have an injury on in my wrist from, from when I was playing uh, football in, in high school and uh, there was one position just like sitting up straight and I was kind of, you know, moving about with the, my top body, which meant supporting me with my arm. So after 12 hours, my arm was so sore. <laughs> it was like, I can't sit like that anymore. So we tried all kinds of different positions. I was like, no, I just need to be in that position. 
So I ended up um, having one of the midwives called a hospital so I could go into the birth pool just because my arms couldn't support me anymore. So all all the things you prepare for and all the research you do and all the positions and all that stuff, and you end up with a stupid sport injury playing (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, I got an ambulance and... Uh, they brought me to the hospital I think from the place we were staying there it was like 5-10 minutes so, yeah. and, and uh, well I came to the hospital they had the birth pool was ready so I just you know slipped in and did my thing and Hannah was born I think an hour and a half later wow. after uh, we arrived So and because of the water you know, I could you know sit in any position that was comfortable my, my wrist could get a break I did have such a, quite a muscle ache in the next day in my arm but yeah Try holding one position for twelve hours, and even if you're not in labor, that's uh, that's quite a yeah a challenge anyway. So yeah, long story short, uh, she was nine pounds two, fifteenth wow. of May. She had her arm up. She did have uh, did have some graces, I think the word is. I didn't tear. I just hypnobirthed my way through it, and, and yeah, she she was really slippery afterwards. <laughs> I couldn't hold her. It was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all those you know huge problems that you can have so was that a 15 hour labor then is that what that was mm, approximately uh, am i getting the 15 think, confused the date think 18 18 hours when you look back at that experience and given your past abuse experiences how how was that for you and and was it what you imagined it to be um but i noticed a few days before i went into birth it did trigger my belief of this world being an unsafe place so i do think that if i've done you know the sessions that i'm teaching now and helping women prepare for birth what i'm doing now that could have been very beneficial for myself so do you think on some level you were potentially holding the birthing process in or resisting it or not letting go fully because of your own background. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't to the point that, you know, that Hannah was in problems or it was, you know, too much to handle. But yeah, I, I was holding back just because I've always had the belief that this world is just an an, an unsafe, dangerous place. And yeah, that came up during birth. And do you yeah. think that was because maybe you didn't want your baby to come into that world or because you didn't want to fully let go and lose control? I think for me it was mainly because I always felt unsafe and that life was unsafe and I was now to give life to this world. Mm. That was my uh-oh moment. Of, you know, what? Yeah. Why did I think this was a good idea again? Yeah. <laughs> and so how was breastfeeding for you then? Um... Well, like like I said, Hannah was nine pounds two. <laughs> she was a big eater, surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but she also was. She's extremely fond of sleeping. So normally, when when you're breastfeeding, it's about you know two, every two hours. You know, you make sure they they feed enough, and you listen to what what the what they want, and that all combined makes sure you know your milk supply comes in. Only problem with that is that Hannah will to sleep four hours. If you have to wake her up every two hours, she was having none of it. Plus, my skin uh, went a bit as, well, most moms uh, have. Because, yeah, that skin has never been used to, to feed a, a little one, of course. So that need, needs a, a bit of time to, uh, to to get used to it. And that combined was, for me, not a pleasant experience. So I think six days in, I said, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. 
So I uh, was in the middle of the night, and my birthday is actually on the 22nd, so it was right the night before my birthday. I said, I'm out. I'm not doing this. And everyone was saying, you're doing such a great job. And I was like, no, I'm not. Just listen to me. Because <laughs> I kept saying, you know, guys, I hit my boundary. Help me. Don't tell me I'm doing a great job. I want, you know, I want to change it. I want a new plan. And stop telling me. <laughs> So, well, long story short, uh, we had a hand express pump we got from a friend. So I expressed so, you know, my, my, the tissue could heal. Uh, my husband uh, was home still on his uh, paternity leave. So he fed Hannah the amount she, she was happy to drink. And we were happy ever since. <laughs> I continued to express until the, the skin completely healed. And at the end of the month, um, Hannah went back on the breast. And we just combined the, the two of that for, you know, a year plus to come. Because Hannah started sleeping through the night when she was three weeks old-ish. But it's also because she had like a massive amount of milk. So <laughs> even I would be sleepy if I drink that much. Yeah. So um, she slept like from, from 12 to 6, you know. And then, But then, you know, with, with the milk, uh, I think with the expressing we did, like the first month, we were already like a, a leader on breast milk that she just ate all day or drank, I should say. So, uh, yeah, she's, she's still on the big side, but uh, that's not so surprising when you're, you know, you've got very two tall parents yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's for me, that's the thing that when I'm teaching my classes here as well, that I, I tell them, listen to your instinct. If you're feeling like things are not the way you want them to be or it's not going the way you think it should be, you know, don't suffer in silence. Reach out and tell them, you know, even email me if you feel like that, that can give you the support you're looking for. I can you know, point you in any the kind of directions in town if, if you need to. But don't suffer in silence because you think, you know, everything is meant to be horrible. It's, <laughs> it doesn't mean have to be like that. I'm not saying it's going to be hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm just saying it's going to be the way it is. And if you need help, there are people to help you through it. So with the work that you do with women now, then what what do you find are the, are the main things that they need support with in being pregnant and with the with what they've got as part of their life experiences? What What's the thing that they come to you for mainly? Closure. Yeah. Closure on the, the old wounds. But um, the technique that, that I use is called uh, Matrix Birth and Printing and we combine EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And we look into any emotions that are still stored in, in the body or in, you know, anywhere to come up with. And especially if you're talking about a, a miscarriage or stillbirth or abuse, that can still be, you know, when you think about it, sometimes, you know, you, you, you feel like you, your stomach flipping mm. or you feel like you get a headache or those kind of things is your body of, you know, body's way of remembering stuff. And we can actually remove that negative stuff that's stored and even though like i said I, I can't change the past but i can't change the way you feel about it and help you through uh you know the healing instead of you know trying to ignore it and trying to work around it no you know we resolve it once and for all and you know we go ahead to uh, experience plan for for the positive experience you do deserve because mm. that's also you know the belief of i don't deserve this mm. i don't deserve to be happy i don't deserve to be worthy of a positive experience who am i to get a positive birth experience so you talked about miscarriages do you get a lot of women that come to you to help with recovering from those miscarriages as well yeah as well because yeah, like i said I do, I do the breastfeeding support miscarriage stillbirth 
postnatal depression and PTSD. That's the kind of you know women that uh, find me, and it's depending on what what a woman needs. Because often you know if you had time in the hospital with your little one, and it always feels like you don't have enough time to say goodbye. Mm. So sometimes you know if if we're doing a healing session, we can we can create that time that they do feel they had enough time. Or sometimes it helps to, if they're more into a spiritual thing, to understand why that soul chose them, why they, you know, what kind of contract they had with them, what are they meant to learn. Um, if that's not that cup of tea, you can, you know, keep it more practical and, you know. Because mm. the lot of moms that I work with that went through such a traumatic experience are now moving forward to help other women heal. So it's powerful stuff, so to say. <laughs> well, it is. It is. I and mean, I suppose when you, you touched on soul contracts and how, you know, you know, maybe we kind of signed up for this in some place so that we could come from a place of compassion and understanding so that we can help other women. I know, I know that's true about my own journey. If I, if I didn't went through what I went through and I didn't experience my PTSD to the degree that I experienced, I'm so much, so much of a better healer now. I can so much more relate to the the women, because I I've been where they've been. I've been in that shit hole of <laughs> emotions and crap, and just feeling like you can't take it anymore. And maybe you know you should just kill yourself because there's there's no way of getting out of this. If if your you know, your body is, is, so to say, fading you, like maybe multiple miscarriage, or maybe you feel like you're, you can't deal with that newborn that because the birth was so traumatic. It, you need to be understood, and you need to start listening to yourself, because there is a way out. But you, you know, you need to make the decision for yourself, as in, I deserve this, and I don't care how I'm going to fix this, I'm going to fix this. You know, even with me, you know, it, it took me four therapists, and then I ended up finding my own way to find the, the to finalize my closure. But there was still those emotions that that were lingering around. Yeah, you can, you know, do all the techniques and you can get all the coping mechanisms in place, all the tools to to handle situations. But I still felt felt like I was coping with life. I wasn't living life. I wasn't enjoying life. And I'm not here on this planet to just cope my way through it. And do you think that maybe there are some women that go through difficult experiences that just don't have it within them to seek that help because their belief that they don't deserve this, they don't deserve happiness, they don't deserve, is so strong that actually it it traps them in that state and that place. And in the support isn't necessarily a hard thing to seek out, but it's hard for them because they just the can't. first step. It mm-hmm. is that first step. And, yeah. and, it, and, it, and do you find that? Yeah, it's the first step is always the hardest. And that's mainly also why I'm doing this podcast and why I'm just being on, open and honest about what I've been through. Because if I can do it, anyone else can. Because we don't have enough, enough time to go, go into the depth of my PTSD. But trust me, it was to, to, to fairly summarize, it went to the point that my brain was so over-firing that when I walked into the street and checked if their traffic was coming, I was like, oh, there's a car. And the second I saw it, I forgot and I stepped in front of the car. Wow. That's how bad the, just the constant you know, yeah. panic mode it, it was in. 
and that's the moment I said, no, guys, I'm doing this. <laughs> um, and then during myself, I, you know, I wrote a letter to university, uh, the classes I was doing, I said, guys, I need to take a moment because I'm going to kill myself accidentally if, if Cause yeah, my, my university was in Amsterdam, so it's not like it's not a busy city, city in yeah, the world yeah. or something. <laughs> There's always a bike or a tram ready to knock you. Yeah, in. so you, you know you need to keep yourself safe, and if that yeah. means you know you need to shut down everything around you and just focus on on your basics. Now start with self care. That's the absolute for for a most important thing. Mm. What do you as a person need? Do you need more sleep? Do you need a helping hand? Do you need different food, better food, more food, less food? You know, start with those basics. Go out. In, if you can't go for a walk, especially after traumatic birth, if you can't walk, um, open a window, stick your nose out. You know, <laughs> you don't need to go far, but those small steps will make a difference. And, you know, of course, and... Um, listen like uh, to such a lovely podcast as, as yourself of course help is freely available but you need to i can't help people who don't want to be helped and the, of course that goes for everyone if you don't want to be helped then you, there's not very much you can do no yeah no i agree i agree i, I, the, I can't save everyone unfortunately no 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 you can't exactly <laughs> only those that are willing to yeah. to take part and to because there is work to do you can't it's not a passive experience to walk through crap like this you, <laughs> you have to demons. face your demons wrestle them and there's going to be some short-term pain but it's worth it you have yeah. to, you know yeah. you have to kind of and i certainly am grateful for all my life experiences for what it's taught me about myself and how yeah you know locking myself in that dark cave felt very scary facing those demons but my goodness i'm so grateful i did that and I'm so grateful it's so that I did. much sunshine on the other side yeah it's so much better on the other <laughs> side and my goodness what i'm now able to how I can use all that to help others just makes it even more worthwhile. And so if anything, you know, don't do it for you, do it for others to imagine those people that you can help as a result of you having to walk through this crap that, Absolutely. you know, that, 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 you know, some people find it really hard to motivate themselves to do something for themselves, but sometimes they find it much easier, especially mothers that will do anything for their kids and they won't do anything for themselves. You know, the self-care thing, I think, that you had touched on is, is a big thing here. About, Number one. Yeah, Number one. mothers always. are just always doing whatever they can <laughs> for their kids and the family and cooking for the family and da-da-da-da. But it's really hard for them to just take a moment, do what they need to do, go for that walk, do the exercise. Take a breather. Exactly. Just one breath when you yeah. need to order. Just <sighs> Absolutely. But sometimes even the self, even the kind of facing up to your demons, sometimes if you are one of those people that do things for others, then th that could be one of those. You, can you still use that argument, I think, when it comes to facing your demons? Because it's still worthwhile for others. The other people in your life will benefit hugely from you doing yeah. that. But you will, of course, more than anybody. So um, anyway, I'll get off my soapbox because <laughs> I can talk about that for a long time. We agree. So you don't we agree. We agree. Exactly. We agree. We agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And if there's um, someone listening to this and who has been through a difficult experience. So what would your advice be as the first step, that first difficult step? Well, there are a number of, of books, if we're talking about during the pregnancy, like I already mentioned, you know, from Penny Simkin, When Survivors Give Birth, mm. which is, is also, if you're working with, with pregnant women, that's also a, a very powerful tool to read because, you know, she explains so much in that book. Um, after birth, you can, for example, from Sharon King, her book, Heal Your Birth. And, of course, uh, if they specifically are interested in the work I'm doing, 
I've got lots of free resources uh, online as well. And I'm about to launch also a free Heal Your Birth uh, program. That can, for now, it's it's in the pre-phase that so they can sign up for it. And later this year, it will be launched as a full. And they can just get a four-weekly course sent into straight into the inbox so they don't need to talk to anyone. They, you know, they're perfectly safe behind their computer. And if that resonates with you, they can always take that next step or they can keep re- repeating the program and, yeah. you know, find their way by themselves is of course perfectly fine as well if that resonates with them then that's what they should do so with somebody going through this kind of experience do you think you just said that they can work through this themselves do you do you think that that is some possible for some women to kind of work through their own traumatic experiences on their own oh i did yeah (laughs) so yes you can absolutely work through it by yourself but it took me 13 years yeah. I, I would like to significantly reduce that times for a lot of women in this world. Because <laughs> I, I know it's possible, but it always breaks my heart when I see, you know, birth stories and people like 10, 20, 30 years later that they're still so upset about. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I wish I just could just, you know, hand out closure, like on you know, the street corner or something like yeah. here. Just patch it on any body part and, you know, just, just heal those old wounds from the inside. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about, you know, how you, the preparation work that you, that you know if you'd done that in your own pregnancy would have sort of mm. helped you with your own birth. And so, you know, I guess it's a really important point to touch when you see about how mothers are celebrating their children's birthdays and if they had have a difficult experience, how that birthday is a sweet bitter experience you know because of their own experience and yet not to want to take anything away from their child's birthday and how you know how important is first of all to kind of do as much preparation as you can while you're pregnant so that you can minimize the educate yourself the likelihood of a traumatic experience but if you do to do that post healing work as well so that you can enjoy that birthday you know you deserve it you deserve it absolutely yeah all that is is entirely possible so so anyone listening to this just so that they know that they they don't have to live with this and there is a way out absolutely yeah yeah, if i can do it you can do it absolutely absolutely and 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 also just to reiterate there are so many good techniques out there that are really good for relieving trauma ptsd that means that you know if you're seeing somebody where you're not getting the results it just means that they're probably not using the right kind of tools or techniques with you so just find somebody else that keep trying yeah keep trying because there is there is there is stuff out there that will help and that can work yeah. on this stuff pretty quickly. Just quick because time. one therapist didn't help you the way you yeah. need doesn't yeah. mean there's no, no one on this planet <laughs> that can help you. Absolutely. Well, Suzanne, Suzanne, I'm sorry I said your name wrong, Suzanne. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. Now, for anybody that's super interested in your work, where can they find you? What's your web address and Facebook details and all that good stuff? Oh, I've got a lot of stuff. My, my uh, webpage is uh, com. Uh, Facebook is slash grand method, uh, uh, Twitter as well, uh, Pinterest as well. So oh, I'm everywhere, everywhere, you're so. everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> if they just get to my website, they can, like I said, they've got lots of free resources available as well as preparing for pregnancy, but also uh, after pregnancy. And if they're interested in working with me, but not sure if it, or how it works, they can also book a free discovery call with me. It's all my website, all the details. Uh, perfect, I'm perfect. a former scientist. It's all very clear, all very perfectly <laughs> laid out. I love it. I love it. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Susanna, for joining me on the show today. It's really, really appreciative. I'm sure there's many listeners who appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you so much. No problem. Well, I hope you found listening to Susanna useful. Now, Susanna is going to be coming in the Fear Free Childbirth Facebook group for a Facebook Live. So if you have any questions for Susanna or if you have any, yeah, well, in fact, anything at all that you'd like to ask her in relation to what she's talked about today, if there's anything that you're struggling with on your journey, then she'll be there to take your questions in the Fear Free Childbirth group Facebook group. Now, all you need to do is join the group, obviously, in the first instance. So to do that, go to the Facebook page and there's a link up on the banner that gives you the link to join the group. The Facebook Live will be taking place on May the 9th at 2.30 UK time. That's 2.30 BST UK time. And she will be there to take your questions. I'll be opening a thread earlier in the day. So if you are in a different time zone and you can't make it live, then all you need to do is just pop your questions in the thread that I would have started that day and you will get the chance to have your question answered. So if there's anything that you want to know more about following up from Susanna's conversation that I had with her during today's podcast, then do come and find us in the Facebook group. Okay, that's it for today. See you again next week. Bye for now. You've just been listening to me, Alexia Leachman, here on the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, this is just a wee reminder that if you'd like to listen to bonus podcast episodes and have access to loads of birth preparation downloads, my video mini-series on reducing your fears and so much more, then join the Fearless Mamaship community today. You can join at fearfreechildbirth.com. Until next time, bye for now.